Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. So what we're going to be doing today to bring our series on grace to a close, and remember what we mean by grace is unmerited favor or anything that God does for us that we didn't earn or deserve. And now that we have explored the unbelievable grace that God has offered us through the cross and then examined how God's law is also a form of unmerited favor, I believe it's time for all of us to move beyond what we normally think of when we think of grace and begin to see just how foundational And big and beautiful God's grace really is in every aspect of our lives. Or how there's actually nothing in our lives that is not in some sense an amazing grace that God has freely given to us just because he loves us. Now, for me, the best way I can help you begin to see just how big God's grace really is is by telling you about all of the grace or the unearned favor that my wife and I give to our girls every single day. So if you were to ever visit our house and spend some time in our daughter's rooms, what you would discover if you were able to look beyond and underneath the chaos and mess that is their room most of the time, parents, can I get an amen? Is for the most part, everything that they have is not something they have earned or really even deserve, but are things that have just been given to them. Practically speaking, their rooms, which they think of as their own, are not things that they worked for, but something that their mother and I have worked really, really hard to provide for them. And it's also the case that all the stuff they've got, right, from the stylish clothes that they get to wear to the comfortable beds that they get to take for granted every night, along with all of their toys and technology, that is also something that has just been given to them. Then to add to that, my wife and I are also really, really good at working hard to make sure that their rooms are heated and cooled. We purchase and then cook meals for them. When they get sick or need medical care, we not only take them to their appointments, but we pay big bucks to make sure that they remain healthy or have straight teeth. Then on top of that, we also run a taxi service. And this taxi service is required to drive to places like Wichita, Garden City, Salina, and even, and even the end of the earth, places like Liberal. (laughs) Come on now. At least, at least we don't have to go to Elkhart. At least we don't have to go to Elkhart or Guymon, if you've ever been to Guymon, right? So as you can see, almost every part of our girls' lives is not something they have earned by putting in a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but is actually the unearned favor or the grace that Ashley and I simply give to them every moment of their life. But then here's the thing about all that grace that we just hand out to them. That's not something that Ashley and I think of as a burden that we have to carry around. We don't feel any kind of resentment towards our girls, even though our girls are really, really good at taking that grace for granted. No, in fact, all that grace is actually something we enjoy doing because we love them more than life itself. Or the truth is, there's nothing I enjoy more in this life than being able to shower my girls in a whole lot of unmerited favor so they can not only hear about the love that I have for them, which I tell them every single day, but also so they can feel it and use it in every part of their lives. 
Well, now that you're, be able, you're able to see the kind of grace that Ashley and I offer to our girls daily, to see how God's grace works in a similar way, I, what I want you to do is now think about God being the parent of this story and the world, the universe that he created, this place that we exist in, as the room that we get to live in, which also comes with a whole lot of stuff that God just gives, right? Because the truth is, even though we're really, really good at taking most of our existence for granted, and many people never even think about it, everything that we have and everything that we are is in some way something that is just given to us. It's a, it's a grace. It's an unmerited favor that, that God provides for us every single moment of our lives, which, by the way, we didn't earn. We don't deserve. But God just gives it to us because he loves us. Or, or to really help you begin to see this, I want all of you to join me for a moment and just take a deep breath. All right, one more time. Now what I want you to do is I want you to think about how much you had to do with that. Right? That, that very thing that we have to have to stay alive every single moment of our lives. How much did you really have to do with that? Or did you design and create those marvelous breathing machines that we call lungs? That in complex ways take oxygen from the world around us and get it to our red blood cells, which in turn, those red blood cells then take all of that oxygen through the 60,000 miles of arteries to the over 35 trillion cells. All of that is happening all the time and we don't even think about it. Or even more than that, how many of you had anything to do with this oxygen that's just out there for us to breathe? Or how many of you had anything to do with designing and creating these marvelous, beautiful things that we call trees and plants, which in turn take that carbon dioxide that we breathe out and use that not only to survive themselves, but through a process of photosynthesis, transform carbon dioxide back into oxygen that we in turn need every moment of our lives to do anything. And if you don't understand just how important that is, I would um, encourage you to hold your breath and see how long you can go without that gift. Now what I want you to do is I want you guys to tell me how many fingers am I holding up right now? Everybody say it out loud. Right? How many do I got now? How many I got? Right. That is something we take for granted, right? But how much of that extremely complex system of vision did you have anything to do with? Yeah, again, the truth is we really don't have much to do with how our eyes take in different wavelengths of light and then transfer that light into electrochemical signals, which then travels down the optic nerve to our brains. And what you need to know about our brains is that according to most scientists, they are actually the most complex machines that we are aware of in the universe that are made up of over 170 billion cells and that connect to each other in hundreds of trillions of ways. And yet somehow this brain, this three-pound blob of flesh and blood that is up here in our skulls, takes those signals that are sent by our eyes and creates the reality we are able to see. And not only that, but the same brain then uses that information to help us do anything at all. Again, how much did you have to do with any of that? Well, for me, what thinking about things as simple and basic as breathing and seeing in deeper ways puts into perspective is that in actuality, every single moment of our lives is a grace. It's made possible by the unmerited favor that God has given to each and every one of us, not because we've earned anything, but because God simply loves us.
or because, as Psalm 139, 13 through 14 explains, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Come on now. So let's just keep going on this stuff. It gets even better. In my nerd world, it gets a whole lot better. Because not only can we use our bodies to begin to see how this grace works, but if you go deeper, you'll begin to understand that everything that exists, everything that we are is in a sense a grace. And to see this, let me share with you some amazing facts about our universe. And for some of you, this might sound a little familiar. I've used some of this before, but I share it again because it really does have the ability to change the way you see everything. So nerds, are you ready for this? If you're a nerd, this is going to be your jam. For the rest of you, you can tune out for a little bit and come back, okay? Got that? So, at the basis of all existence, you will find what scientists call the constants and quantities of the universe. And very simply put, what these constants and quantities are, are the basic forces that undergird everything. Gravity is a part of that. The expansion rate of the universe, electromagnetism, electricity, the weak and strong forces are those forces that hold all our particles together. And to wrap your brain around how these constants and quantities work, just imagine that there's a control room at the center of the universe, and in this room, you'll find a machine with hundreds of knobs which control these basic forces. Because what scientists tell us about these forces is that if just one of these knobs was off by a tiny fraction, then the universe as we know it, all of this that we take for granted, wouldn't exist. Or for example, let's just say one of the knobs on the control panel sets the force of gravity. Because what would happen if that knob were off either way, high or low, by 1 in 10 to the 60th power in either direction, then none of this exists. And, and to give you a hint of just how precise that number is, our body contains 10 to the 14th power number of cells. That's how precise that number is. But what scientists tell us about these settings is that if gravity were stronger by that infinitesimal amount, then the universe after the Big Bang would have collapsed back in on itself and nothing would exist. But on the flip side of that, if gravity were weaker, then all we would have get is this infinite expanse of basic elements. Nothing would have come together. The point being that if gravity was not set in such a precise way, then there is no planets, stars, and galaxies. And if there's no planets, stars, and galaxies, what does that mean for us? We're not here. And that's just one example of the hundreds of constants and quantities of the universe that have to be set in such precise ways for any of this to exist. So let's say you go into that control room and someone bumps something, everything is gone, just like that. Things we don't even think about, things we take for granted every single day, but yet there it is underneath all things making anything possible. Then to keep pushing, another one of my favorite examples that I believe brings God's grace to light is that at the basis of all light, excuse me, life, it's founded on just four simple proteins, adenine, cytosine, guanine, and thymine, that when put together in precise ways, what does it make up? Come on, biology people. DNA, right? And one of the ways to make sense of DNA is to understand at the basis of all life, there is basically a four-letter alphabet that contains within it all the information that has ever been needed to create the complexity and wonder of all that lives. Or to get your brains around how this genetic alphabet works, all you have to do is think about our alphabet. 
and how our alphabet is really nothing more than a collection of symbols that when put together in precise ways create words. Or, for instance, the symbols ODG, when put together in the right order, create the word dog or the word God. But it doesn't stop there because when you start adding words to other words, you get sentences. And from these sentences, we can get even more sentences to create paragraphs. And from paragraphs, chapters, and chapters, books. And what is contained in all of the books that have ever been written or everything that has been written is the endless amounts of information that we have collected as a human race, which means from this simple 26-letter alphabet, right? It doesn't seem that complex. It doesn't seem that strange. We get the alphabet. You get the creation of a language that has the ability to create an infinite amount of words and sentences and meanings, which is the tool we use to make sense of everything in our existence. Don't believe me. Try to spend your day thinking without words. You can't do it, right? Something. Now, the reason I tell you that, the reason I kind of give you that analogy is because very simply put, that's kind of how DNA works. Except that instead of creating words and sentences and meanings, this even simpler alphabet or this code has the capacity within it to create all life. Or from single-celled organisms to plants and animals and even human beings, if it is alive, DNA is the alphabet that makes all of that possible. Or the fun fact that really blows me away. Do you guys know that we share 50% of our DNA with a banana? <laughs> Think about that. I mean, it seems silly, but how in the world did that alphabet put together in precise ways create a banana? And then you add 50 more percent to it and you get us. Come on. I don't know if that's an insult or not, right? <laughs> it's just absolutely amazing, which for me again puts into perspective. That when we take a moment to look around at our world in deeper, more critical ways, we are able to see that our existence or everything that we are is in some sense a gift. It's a grace. It's unmerited favor. We didn't do anything to deserve or earn it, right? God just gave it to us. Or what I hope you guys are now starting to see is that God's grace is not just about what Jesus did for us on the cross. Although I'm not trying to take anything away from that. And it's not just about what God did when he gave us the laws to live by so we can live into our best possible lives. No, what I want you to see is that every single moment, every single breath, every single heartbeat, every single step is also a grace. It's a gift. It's the unmerited favor that God has given each and every one of us that makes any of this possible. Or another way to think about it is God is so close and so intimate in everything that goes on in the universe that you don't even notice how good he is. Because it's everything. Grace is everywhere. And so now that you're starting to understand God's grace in this much, much bigger way, and I know it's a lot, and I know for some of you, you're like, what is this guy talking about? He's kind of strange here. I, I get that, but if you get it, it will change everything about everything when you think about the world. And so what I hope for you as you go back out into your lives doing whatever it is that you do, kind of going away from here, is now that you know this, maybe instead of waking up every morning and just taking all of this for granted, come on now, or waking up every morning being grumpy and miserable because you're thinking about what the day has to bring, 
Or maybe instead of taking this life and everything that we are for granted, you'll begin to see that it really is the case that, that everything you do, all that you are, is for the most part not something you have earned or deserved, but is the unmerited favor that God has given to us out of his love that makes any of this possible. Or maybe instead of waking up every single morning being grumpy and angry because i got to go to work today, you wake up and do this. Look, I can just move this finger. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it works in this way. But I know that it works. And that's because I serve a God who loves and cares for me. A God who has provided everything I will ever need to live into the extraordinary life he created us for. Let us pray. Father, now that we're bringing this sermon series to a close, it is my hope that not only do um, we all now understand God's unbelievable grace, the grace that he offered to us on the cross so that we can live in relationship with you and the grace that, that he has given through his commands which guide and direct us, but now help us to see just how big and marvelous your grace really is and that your grace is everywhere. And that who we are, all that we do, it's founded on your grace. It's founded on all these things that you have put together and just given us so we can even exist at all. Or God, maybe instead of waking up every single morning focusing in on the bad things, we'll take a moment and remember that existing at all is a miracle that you have created. Every breath we take is a miracle that you have given for us and that we just get to take for granted. Or Lord, help us to understand that you are a God who pours out grace on us every moment of every day. It's in your name and for our sake that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.